It's your early line show with Alfred here on the Campus to Canton Network. I have been looking as the lines have come in here, and we've got some interesting stuff right off the bat. Very wild to see some of the differences between FanDuel and DraftKings. I'll start off with Mississippi State at Arizona. This line opened, I believe it was like Mississippi State minus 13 and a half on FanDuel, and then was like minus seven in favor of Mississippi State on DraftKings. And now, of course, on Vandal, that's dropped down to, I think it's nine and a half right now, uh, and still sitting right around seven on DraftKings. That was a pretty humongous difference. I would still be on Mississippi State, I think, at this point, especially if you can get down right around a touchdown. I mean, I think Arizona looked good, better than they have in the past, at least in week one. But Mississippi State took care of business on their end. And, uh, you know, got Mike Leach coaching. I just think they're probably a more established, better program right now than a very much rebuilding Arizona team who did look good. I think maybe surprised some folks just with how uh, competent they looked, which is not always you know, I'm not necessarily meaning that as a compliment, but they did take care of San Diego State 38 to 20. Uh, but Mississippi State is still going to be a bit of a different game there. We also have Iowa State shows up at three and a half point dogs at Iowa. Now, I don't understand why that would i how can you favor iowa really against anyone right now after they just won seven to three against an fcs opponent by scoring a field goal and two safeties we know their defense is good but at some point this becomes a parody of itself and you can't keep you know you just can't sustain you can't play football like this i think last year the iowa offense was horrific we knew this. They were winning on defense. And Chris Moxley, part of Campus Decanter, was pointing out for weeks and weeks and weeks that, you know, it's just lucky. It was inevitable. They were not going to continue to win games like this. And so now we are here in 2022. They're doing the same exact thing. Now, I think Iowa State's pretty good. Their defense was actually fairly good last year. Uh, in addition to, we know, Brees Hall and everything else. But their defense was a top 50 unit overall. And I think while Iowa's defense is probably the best unit on the field at any given moment, I think Iowa State is going to be able to make some things happen. I cannot understand how Iowa does anything on offense, you know, without the aid of a turnover, et cetera, which is kind of how they go about their business. But if you're going to give me three and a half, now right now on FanDuel, it is three and a half coming to Iowa State on that line. Give me the hook. How can you possibly think this game is going to be any close, any further apart than a field goal either way? I love that right now. Give me the hook. And, and I think Iowa State, Hunter Deckers looked pretty good. I think he's going to be a pretty, actually, uh, I know Felix Sharp of our uh, Campus Canton cohort really likes Hunter Deckers, thinks he's a very good player. I tend to agree. I think he could be a more dynamic playmaker than Brock Purdy, who started for years and years and years. So I like Iowa State in this matchup. Give me plus three and a half, especially with that hook is a nice little safety blanket there. Alabama, biggest game of the week in terms of cachet. You've got Alabama and Texas. Texas with the stud QB, Alabama with the stud everybody. 
But Al, you know, this started at uh, Alabama minus 17. Uh, probably, you know, about as expected. Although I would say this line should be up over 21. I think it should be 21 and a half. It's already bet up from 17 to 18, and I think that's going to keep going throughout the week. Um, you know, there's just Texas has some interesting pieces and some fun offensive skill positions, but on the trenches where this game is going to really uh, be decided in terms of how overwhelming the Alabama is going to be, I think that's where you're just going to see the huge difference. I mean, I, I don't see how Quinn Ewers is going to be able to take advantage of any of his weapons. Bijan Robinson is going to need a Herculean effort to do anything with his O-line against the Alabama pass rush and the Alabama, you know, just front seven. Um, I don't see how Texas gets a whole lot going on right here. I think this is going to be 21, 24 point spread in real life. I think the actual, you know, the betting lines will get into the 21 range, uh, if not higher. I, I can't see uh, any reason that it won't be uh, up at 21 or 21 and a half. So I'd still keep taking it right now. I, I would like to keep doing Alabama bets here in that case. Okay, we have uh, Boston College at VOTEC. And this started out Vatek, the home uh, favorite, getting a field goal. It's already been bet to three and a half. So that means Vatek minus three and a half, Boston College getting a field goal, plus 0.5 there. Man, I think I would be on Boston College here. You've got this team that did lay an egg against Rutgers, but looked to control that game against Rutgers almost the entire game. Jerkovic looked pretty good. Zay Flowers did his thing. Um, and, and out of nowhere, Rutgers got an interception. They scored off the interception, either a field goal touchdown, I can't remember, and then scored again and wound up winning by one point on Saturday. But every week is a new week. And I still think Boston College has uh, better talent than Vatek, who's, who's really struggling and just lost to Old Dominion. Now, I watched that entire game. Uh, I believe it was on Friday, Thursday or Friday. I watched the entire game. Old Dominion, who I who I like to maybe win that game anyway, um, I wasn't terribly impressed with Old Dominion. Their quarterback is not very good. Um, I think Jerkovic is much better, so that you're getting a, a better quarterback and um, in, in, in Boston College for Vatek's defense to have to take care of. I think... I think both games might have been fluky. I think Vatek losing to Old Dominion might have been a little fluky. I think Boston College losing to Rutgers was a little bit fluky there. But give me a field goal. Give me a field goal and a hook for sure. Boston College going into Vatek, who I still think has no identity and really not a good sense of what kind of football team they are. Very lacking a lot of talent. Boston College has more talent, more identity. Uh, I think they kind of get themselves back together for an ACC matchup here. Uh, first conference play, their conference goals are still in line. They're, this is not a team that's going to be giving up in any way, shape, or form. And I like Boston College to go get an ACC victory. So I kind of like I kind of like the money line here, but definitely field goal on a hook for sure. Then we have Baylor getting started at minus two or started at Baylor plus two. Now it's Baylor plus three at BYU. I would take Baylor here. I think they're a pretty evenly matched team. I mean, if you want to give Baylor a huge home advantage, that is fine. But uh, I think Baylor's a very quality team, deep, um, consistent, and you can rely on them. So I like Baylor. 
Um, it's already been bet up a little bit from its start, and we'll see where that goes. But I do like Baylor there. Um, let's see. And then we've got, I mean, I think I'm basically going to start just taking anybody against Nebraska at this point. Nebraska appears to be a team that is completely already given up. I mean, we are in week two. We This team came out flat against Northwestern. Uh, they got beat by Northwestern in Dublin. They came back and they really struggled against, I believe it was South Dakota, FCS South Dakota this week at home. They look lifeless. This team, Scott Frost, I, I think you can almost say, I think Scott Frost lost locker room already. Uh, this looks like a program that is ready to move on from whatever era the Scott Frost era has brought upon them. And, you know, Georgia Southern, we don't really know what they are. They looked what we thought against, I think it was Morgan State this past week, throwing the ball around the yard. Their new quarterback had, you know, 360 yards and four or five touchdowns. Um, explosive passing offense, uh, Clay Helton taking over down there at Georgia Southern, at least for the fantasy perspective, which is part of what we do here at Campus to Canton. That was great. It was great to see uh, that offensive explosion granted against a, a pretty bad FCS team. But now they're going to go to Nebraska. They're getting 21 points at Nebraska. I'm fading Nebraska, period. Uh, you know, it kind of doesn't depend who it is. I think Georgia Southern could give them some trouble. Nebraska couldn't defend anything against Northwestern. I mean, Ryan Polinski threw for like, I think it was over 400 yards. I don't, they just got nothing. Nebraska has nothing going on there. Sure, they might win the game, but you're going to give me three full touchdowns. Give me Georgia Southern all day. Uh, a team that is trying to rebuild versus a team in Nebraska that's just all the way running down the mountain, you know, just dumpster fire. Um, I think those are most of the early lines that really stood out to me. I'll bring up Florida. Kentucky goes to Florida. Obviously, Kentucky took care of Miami of Ohio this week in kind of a nondescript game, but they covered and looked generally good. Then you have Florida who had this huge game, uh, uh, Utah coming into the swamp. And Florida took care of business, winning on a goal line interception to seal the deal there at the end of the game. Anthony Richardson is the talk of the town. He looks fantastic. Everything you hoped he might be. And this line, so Florida going from a home dog against Utah, about as much as a field goal for most of the week, I think it came down about two and a half there at the end, um, is now starts a five and a half point favorite against Kentucky. It's already moved to six and a half points. So Florida getting a lot of love uh, already after proving it kind of against Utah there. Yep, it is just confirming it is still sitting at Florida minus six and a half. That's going to be a big game. That's going to get a lot of talk with Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, two potential first round picks, depending on what mock drafts you're reading. So it's going to be a big um, kind of a big uh, noteworthy storyline all week. And then... I think that's about it from the lines that kind of stood out to me right away. I like Kansas State is at home with Missouri coming to town. And this is one where the two different main books have two different numbers. It's nine and a half on FanDuel. It's seven and a half on DraftKings, both in favor of the home uh, Kansas State Wildcats. So they're getting as much as a seven and a half or nine and a half, depending on where you look. You know, without doing, this is early lines. This is right off the cuff. I mean, these have been coming in for the last, like, not even an hour. So I want to get you guys the analysis, the gut feeling right away. Of course, we'll run numbers. We'll look at stuff later in the week. Um, 
but you know, off the cuff, that feels like uh, I like the seven and a half. And really, I mean, if you're going to like seven and a half, you kind of like nine and a half for Kansas State there. I think they were going to take care of Missouri um, pretty easily. I was hoping it'd come in somehow under uh, a touchdown there, but uh, too sharp there at the books to not give me that number. And then the last one, and I think this is very interesting. You've got App State coming off a devastating, absolutely devastating loss to UNC in which they led the game 21 to seven, then lost uh, the lead. We're down two or, I don't know, two or three scores somewhere in the middle of that game. They come roaring back. They scored 34, I believe it was 34 points in the fourth quarter to basically get within a point. And then there was this weird thing. They went for two to try to win it, missed it. Uh, UNC returns the onside kick for a touchdown. And then um, uh, App State goes back and scores again at the end of the game. They had a two-point conversion to tie it, miss that two-point conversion, and lose the game. So just devastating. But a team that I think is still generally a good team, and they are getting 16 and a half going to Texas A&M, who looked shaky against Sam Houston State. I think was they were up 13-0 and a half Texas A&M with Sam Houston State last week. Uh, and while I watched some of that game, you know, Texas A&M still has a, has a lot of work to do on offense to really be an elite team. I think their defense is very good, but it's going to be Haynes King doesn't look too dynamic. Uh, he doesn't look like a special talent and that's who they're rolling with for now. I'm not very convinced that this Texas A&M team uh, is, you know, the cream of the crop. I, I don't think they are close to Bama. I know they beat Bama last year, but that's last year. I kind of like App State. You know, they got to step up after a heartbreaker. Going to Texas A&M national stage again against a highly ranked opponent again. And, uh, of course, I don't think UNC was ranked. But Texas A&M, top 10 opponent here. Can they shock the world? I think they can get within 16 and a half. I would like App State there to take one on the chin this past week and then go in and put up a fight, a, a good fight at Texas A&M. Finally, one last note here. It looks like we've had some movement while I have been talking. Kansas at West Virginia. Kansas comes in. As a started as a 16 and a half point dog is now down to just uh, uh, 14 and a half. I would still like that over 14, getting two touchdowns for Kansas, and that may continue to drop because I think Kansas is building a little something there. Um, and they, well, they did what they should do against an FCS opponent this past week, but you know they can take some advantage over the West Virginia defense. Um, I think West Virginia is still figuring out this air raid under Graham Harrell. And uh, the real test will be, can Kansas defense be a little bit better than it was last year? It was absolutely dreadful last year. Um, but, you know, we couldn't tell much against FCS, uh, whatever their opponent was this past week. But um, I, I kind of like that. I'm getting two full touchdowns. I think Kansas is going to is gonna have a, a nice season, uh, probably be um, – you know, surprising some folks, and they're going to be a tough out. I don't think this is the old Kansas. Lance Leipold is doing some good work there um, for the Jayhawks. So I would like them uh, with two full touchdowns as long as it stays over 14. I'd be happy to roll with Kansas there. And I think that's going to do it for today. These are the early lines. First, gut reaction. 
and we will have more content for you as the season or as the week goes along, of course. And I will talk to you guys later. Check out campus for all your college football.